Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yo, welcome back to the Immigrant Section. I'm your host, Abbas Wahab, and in the studio today we got my boy. Black Zeus, welcome Black. to the immigrant section, my nigga. Yo, I'm here, bro. This has been a long time coming, bro. I know, I know. I appreciate <laughs> you. And obviously, you had to smoke us the fuck up right before this shit. I mean, it wouldn't be the episode with me. Bro. do that. I'm going to be fucking stumbling, bro. No, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. Yo, what are could you, you saying, bro? Could you, <laughs> could you go back to your country with that voice? Would that fuck him up? Yo, man, I've the been Sudan, back to my that country fuck with that. Up? Yeah, it's Yo, fucked up. Yo, what's up, bro? No, you gotta you gotta just <laughs> stick to the Arabic, bro, man. You get no respect like that at all. Could you do Arabic in that accent? Uh, I do, just like the, how I naturally am. I sound like a foreigner. I sound like uh, someone who forgot my language. Oh, you know what interesting. I mean? yeah. Like they know it's, you're, ta- it's you're just, tainted when it's, you go back. Exactly. It's yeah. it's as embarrassing as it should be already. Okay? <laughs> it's not good as it is, okay? I would just do it, and it would be like that. Fair enough. What about you, man? Do you, What's the actual uh, Ethiopian language? Uh, there's m- multiple. What's Mine would be Amharic. Amharic? Uh, yeah. Amharic. Do you speak it well? No. See, nigga, why are you talking no, shit? No, I'm, about- I'm the shittiest type of immigrant, bro. Like, yo, <laughs> I'm actually very regretful of that shit, and I, I really don't hold regrets from my childhood because I have no control over that. But, like, I'm very upset that I moved here from Greece. So it's like two yeah, languages born, that I should... you were born in Greece. My first language is Greek, yeah, but both my parents are Ethiopian. Okay, yeah. So my first language is Greek. I came here, everyone was speaking English. I was obviously a fucking infant, and I just... My mom was like, you were really shy, and you asked me to just speak to you in English. And there's my mom speaking five languages, just bawling out over there, and I'm over here 30 years old now, and I just speak English like a dumbass. <laughs> just regretful and hateful, like, just legit, at home. Though. Just like, fuck. Bro, I wish there was some way to relate to, like to youth all the things that you really will regret when you're older and it's like the simple little things what you're embarrassed about as a kid is what actually grows to define you as an adult and even, like if i could just be like nigga just learn the fucking language yeah. like you don't understand even till this day man like right i remember when i come, came out of college half the uh jobs i was looking at were like you got to be bilingual I'm like fuck. They had they gave us 18 chances to learn French in yeah. school, and I never took it seriously once. I was like, it's just some class I gotta do. <laughs> and then now it's like fuck. I should have just paid attention. It was all right there, and I was doing more work to be like fuck this, you know? Yeah. Yo, yo. <clears throat> when when how old were you if when you, you moved could, here? I was six. Yo, funny. I was six too. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I was born in Sudan. Yeah. And I moved to Oman, Muscat. For three years, my dad worked for, like, the Ministry of Finance. Okay. Until I was six. Six, we came to Ontario, Canada. So it's like I didn't li- stay till Sudan. Until Where'd you land? Uh, uh, Toronto. So you came to Toronto? Yeah, Damn, we came to man, Toronto. I... Damn, bro. We, we crashed at our boy's place in Waterloo for one month. My dad's, <laughs> uh, my uncle's, like, engineering friend is in Waterloo. Yeah. We crashed with him for a month and moved to London, Ontario. And I went, and I did first to 12th grade there. What was it like? You did you drop right into right to London? Yo, it's fucking weird, man. Both of us like coming here at six, landing in London, Ontario. Like, what a it has, shock, dude! That community has a lot of racism. Uh, yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. But it also has a big footprint of like 
immigrants like us who've already yeah. created a little community that you can fall into and there's like direction they can yeah. like get a cab get a permit you're gonna drive nights you're gonna keep some cash they tell you <laughs> you're gonna pay a little tax they tell you they give you the ropes as an immigrant here you know they tell you where to go to apply for welfare you know then like it's like this is for a fresh refugee or immigrant yeah these are critical things that like you're not gonna be at a workshop you hear these things from like other people in your community. You see at the mosque and shit like that, right? True. So that's why I think London, London had a lot of those people, or a weird like portion of them. So a lot of fresh people came there. I just didn't understand like, like is there some? I, I want to know the type of process of like how they decide where you're gonna go. Obviously, you ask like you pick a region or whatever, but they kind of plop you somewhere. Like, to a certain extent. They put a lot of people into Mississauga area. Yeah. And maybe it's like they look at the demographics and, like, the type of economic growth they want or something. They're like, <laughs> uh, like yeah, we need more Indians Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, <laughs> and they overdid it with Brampton. You know? What I mean? <laughs> you know? Uh, shit. It's basically like you get uh, just, like, whatever cities want to do that kind of thing like the reason they're not in like little towns is because little towns full of white people are never it not that they're even thinking about it in a negative way it would never occur to them to like let's build some places to house uh uh new immigrants kind of thing like they tend to like restrict the amount of homes that could be built for even regular people so that's why in cities you have like just more space so and then they go like put them with people who have common uh, ethnic and mostly lingual. Yeah, exactly. So maybe London, maybe they redirected us to London at the airport. I mean, I was a kid. I have no idea. What I was happened. just pissed, bro, because I was in Greece chilling on the fucking Mediterranean coast, and now <laughs> here I am in the flatlands of London. I got three malls, Masonville. What are the malls? White Oaks, Masonville, and uh, <clears throat> Westmount. Wow, I still remember that shit. Ooh, that last one is not... There's <laughs> nothing more depressing than a dying mall. You know, a mall that as you walk through it, you know, it's like the businesses owners, they're just looking at you. No one is in any store. It's just <laughs> old, people, old people use it as like a track to just keep their heart active so they remain living. You, you know still go I mean? to London often? Uh, once a month well, or so. You got so. family out yeah, there? Yeah, all imagine. my family's there. Yeah. All, all my family's there. So Westmont Mall is just, it has like a, <laughs> it has like a, a good theater that people go through. Yeah. But there's like, it's like a dying mall. That's right. I saw more Star depressing. Wars episode one. Yeah. Are you big Star Wars cat? Uh, the original. And then it kind of just got meh. Disney-ish, like crazy now. No, like even, no, I mean, even the episodes one, two, and three were meh. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're, one, you're like one of the uh, hardcore guys. I'm not even hardcore. I just think those are the best ones. I kind of enjoyed Force Awakens. What number was that one? That's the first one of the new ones. Okay. So like episodes. Like the, the first of the Disney ones. Yeah. Even episode eight was okay, but I know a lot of people were split on it. But uh, Star Wars is, I've really grown out of like a lot of pop culture has just turned into poop. I feel like everything's getting watered down. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was. The, that was the moment where I was just like, "Man, that weed was good." Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? saw it in your face that too. That weed was good. Please zoom in on that shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm gonna cut it, <laughs> bro. I really do challenge myself. Like, I'm getting all my comedian friends uncomfortably high, and it's bro, the most you need fun to make a show about me. it, man. You <laughs> need to make that a show for sure. You're that guy. Yo, You're shout that out guy. to the plug. So, I, I'm not the guy, but I, you know, I'm. That's as about as much as I'm gonna say. I am the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not gonna. A, a basketball flies in here. He takes a shot. And switches. <laughs> that's the guy. That's my guy right there. We cut it. He's like, cut that for the gram. <laughs> oh my god, dude. No, you are the guy. Like I told the story already on uh, 
uh, on here. I told the story about uh, bombing at the Nubian show. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so Black Zeus was the guy that I went to pay. I'm like, they're all rolling with me. It was almost like, <laughs> Nubian fight is almost like, if you watch Simpsons, remember like how Dredrick Tatum and Homer Simpson were fighting? Hell yeah. How they, they walked Homer up to like his graveyard? <laughs> That's how you and like uh, Conrad Osei, another comic I had on it. That's how you guys were like in my corner walking <laughs> me up. And I still got knocked the fuck out too. It was Not- an interesting experience, man. I felt really bad. I wasn't planning but, on smoking but you were like, like, but you crazy were fine. weed before the show, you, bro. Because, that yeah, wasn't you the plan. fine with it, yeah. too. Yeah, I did. And then I think from that day, mo- like, f- moving forward, I don't think you've ever gotten high before. Like, I don't think I see you getting high before sets. Before a set? Yeah. No, no, no. Like, for a while, I was like, no, never again. You know what I mean? And then I was like, uh, if it's like my third set or something, yeah. I'm like, I'll smoke a little bit. So if you're comfortable in a room... Yeah. So let's say like oh, yeah, moving I'm... down the line when you get comfortable in newbie and shit, will you do you think you'll get to the point where you can smoke weed and go yeah, on stage? Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I, I would hope so. You know? I know a lot of people can't handle being high on stage. It's it's really I hard. can. I just can't in that in a scenario that I deem to be so high stakes. Yeah. Which is the case for me and that specific showcase. <laughs> I'm like, yo, <laughs> it's like I've only been on that stage once and I was booed off of it. You know what I mean? For real. So it's yeah, like true. that's shell shock. I mean, I was there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have to what? just recall the memory, yeah. Anthony Engelbrecht, another uh, Toronto comedian, he was like, "Bro, I was talking to comedians. He's like, "Bro, now people use your bomb as a reference for a bad bomb." <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, not after not after uh you know what? No, never mind. What, what were you going to mention? Oh, there was another bomb since your bomb. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. So, anyways, the Nubian <laughs> show pretty much promotes, like, just vicious, like, attacks of bad acts or acts that seem like... Wait, whoa, that sounds awful the way you just worded that. It doesn't promote... Uh, no, how does shitty, that sound awful? It promotes vicious and shitty acts? It doesn't no, no, promote no, no, no. them. I said, I said, let me uh, rephrase it then. If you go up with an act that's uh, not solid like you're not standing behind every joke you say you're gonna get booed yes by a sold out room of people they're yeah. not bad people but that's the culture of it it's almost like the apollo theater in like uh in harlem right yo, apparently it's the same yo, kind of idea it, though we like from everything that Kenny real bad, and, i heard yo it was actually really awesome this last nubian show the august one he's talking about kenny robinson uh, yeah um there's a lot of ogs there and then there's crazy old school stories started coming out, and everybody's bomb stories started coming out. I had mine, like uh, Natish, who's a comedian in Toronto. Natish Sakuja. Yeah, he, he High on Trees for me. podcast. Yes, he uh, he uh, <laughs> vouched for me at a time where you needed three vouches from comedians that had done it three times, at least. Wow, holy! And that's Natish whole was just cool with Kenny, and Kenny trusted Natish. And Natish mistakenly trusted me at that time, yeah. <laughs> but neither of us knew it. Yeah, because yeah. like I, I like I know why he put like went to bat for me because that was the time where I was starting to finally hit a curve. You know what I mean? And like I was getting consistently decent sets. But if you obviously know, Nubian is not a decent show. Yeah, like, yeah you yeah. bring your A game yeah. or don't. Yeah. So I learned. I learned, and also Natish learned, and then also the whole community had to suffer because there were no more vouches for a while. <laughs> like, you cannot vouch for a while after that. You, like, you lost the vouches? Yeah, yeah. So Natish lost his vouches, and then, like, just no one was allowed to vouch so for a while. So did you do bad, bad? 
or like just kind of yo bad. no yo so here's the thing i didn't get booed i didn't yo i was not the level and i have it on tape i've watched it a million times you yeah. know what i mean i was i was just baffled because i was getting like tepid responses and i got some claps like like not like an applause break but i mean like i got like i got decent response it wasn't a bomb but for that room, it yeah. was a bomb. Yeah, I got you. I got, and a, and you know what's you know, I watched this so many fucking times. And now I'm able to laugh at it, but it cut me at the beginning. <laughs> so Kenny walks back on stage and people are clapping. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a bomb. Like yeah, people are like, like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, black suits, okay, da, da, da. Yeah. And Kenny Kenny goes, uh, who here <laughs> like that? And like 30 to 40 percent of the room was like yeah and then he's like yeah you'll never see him here again <laughs> bro. bro savage man he's fucking savage. oh bro yo you know what he said when i got booed off stage when he came up what he was like not bad stuff not like he's almost fighting the crowd the crowd is still vicious from my boo <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what i mean they're just like going at like hyenas he was like not bad stuff it's it's smart stuff he just he's just got to get to the punchline faster <laughs> I was like just fucking just broken, man. My favorite one that because I've seen a few now. <laughs> and I've seen the towel. I've actually seen a towel. I can't believe that's the only room. I've seen a towel thrown on the stage. Literally? Like the white towel. <laughs> Kenny has done it twice now. <laughs> and the bomb that I'm talking about since your bomb, yeah, that trumps it is yeah. actually a towel, is the second towel bomb that I've seen. Okay, so And you, I actually oh bro. Who was it? I haven't heard of it. Because so we were talking about these stories. We, everyone was talking about the bomb stories in yeah. the back. And then that's when Kenny brought up. He's like, yo, this you guys don't even fucking know. This show used to be like, you would you would get booed before you even got up on stage if they sensed you were like not about your shit. It was like that. It Like it was Apollo levels. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. he was described. And I'm like, yo, I, I've seen pockets of that shit. And then I told it, like I brought up. The one time where uh, another comedian—I don't want to name names because that's just that. <laughs> like, just just them... for just quick uh, reference for uh, for the listeners, the Nubian show's been running in Toronto once a month for twenty-three years or Four. so. Twenty-four years by Kenny Robinson. Kenny Robinson, one of the funniest fucking OG Toronto ever. comic, uh, CBC specials, like all the credits. Last I saw Sunday, him on the Club Fifty Four uh, comedy at Club Fifty Four when I was maybe twelve or thirteen years old on uh, the Comedy Network, and he w- all the way back then murderously funny, so, so good. That's the whole thing about comedy. You could have a, a decorated career as a comedian, but in the grand scheme of things, somebody in Idaho doesn't know you. It's like it. There's so many like uh, pockets of crazy talent that like the system doesn't grab. So many people like don't get grabbed by the system in the old before the internet now with the internet everybody has a chance but before the people controlling the gate were selective as fuck you know what i mean i mean they still kind of are they're just but now you have the internet pretending to be fucking but now we have the internet so it's a totally new game now you have now you can do everything yeah like we have like complete reign over it like you'll find your people if you just do your shit like this progression feels so fake it feels forced as like, fuck. what do you mean what progression like just the all that like it but like it should have been from the jump you know what i mean and now it's i don't know it just it's, it's so weird like when you say <clears throat> progression like, what do you mean in terms of like just, in like uh, society or what do you mean like no i mean in terms of media like what you just described like all these gates opening and all this bullshit i mean the the the, the, the still the, the the same people are still deciding. It's just they're letting few a few more like 
people of color in and like different you know whatever whatever you You're got right. going yeah. on in life it's it's still it's still very much controlled and it's still very much bro i will never ever get over the idea that a group of white men in suits profit off of black panther like i'm not going to forget that that's like that cultural movement was created by white people to make money. Like, it's, I'm not, I'm too deep. <laughs> what was the uh, profiteering that happened uh, as a result of, or relating to the Black Panthers? Like, how did white people uh, profit from the Black Panthers? How did, I don't, I don't, I don't think a black person owns Disney. I don't think, <laughs> like, like it's. Patrick, you, do you know this one? Uh, the Black mean, Panthers. Uh, he's talking oh, about the movie. Oh no, the movie, you dumbass! Oh, the Disney movie. So high, bro. Oh. He's talking about the recent thing. <laughs> How did white people profit from? Well, let me tell you. Uh, I'm like, yeah, pro. I, dude, I thought it was some super pro black, like deep level conspiracy theory that you're like. No, oh, by the wow, way, that's the, a really the good FBI theory, did set up a lot of innocent black yeah. uh, Panther yeah, members and like allowed that. the horrible ones well, okay, to continue come on. going. Was that obviously we were talking about Disney's? Uh, was that completely obvious that I missed that? No, I'll admit well, it I thought was, that at first, and then like... he said Disney. Oh, okay. and I figured it out. Maybe when he I said missed Disney. that completely. Yeah, yeah, I definitely said, "Oh, wow!" I was what? so thinking. So I have the... to go back and hear that again because what? Maybe I just said um, the no, whole no, movement behind dude. the Black Panther. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> see, so that I, I, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm a little Yo, high I too. Yeah, you know man, I'm, fuck, I'm not the crispest one. I'm fucking my favorite. My favorite thing is that we. It happens. Like this, we got here from bomb stories. So you were going to tell me what the craziest ones that Oh, I'm not going to tell you anymore. Well, Kenny was like, yo, you guys don't know how it used to be. And then he told you how it used to be. He gave you like a little sneak preview or like a, a little window into well, how no, bad it was. No, he was just was. describing like, of like just how the atmosphere was. Like the crowd expected a certain level of caliber comedian. You know what I mean? And they didn't tolerate anything less. And it was very much like it still is. I mean, when I... When I started doing Nubian, I still felt the vibe, and I don't get that vibe in any other show. Of it's like it's the closest thing to an all-black show that you're gonna get. It really is for Toronto, it, yeah. Not even for Toronto, for this country. Oh yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's all right. Yeah, other than like one-off events and stuff, this yeah. is the only regular. And I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, this is the closest I'm gonna get to Def Comedy Jam in this atmosphere. You know what I mean? You're right. And yeah. I didn't take it for granted. <clears throat> But uh, the story that I brought up, so so this is, um, we're all standing in the back, like smoking a joint and stuff, and, and just chilling, telling bomb stories. And one of the comics in the circle uh, is the one that bombed that night that I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel bad that he was standing there listening to those stories because it was his first time doing Nubian also. Yeah. So now <laughs> he's just nervous. And then Kenny's in the, Kenny got in the spirit, bro, because... Every once in a while, he catches it, and he tells the audience, he's like, yo, I'm not tolerating shit tonight. You aren't either. So he set it up, yeah. and I brought up the story in the back. I'm like, yo, remember the one time so-and-so was bombing so bad he threw up a towel on the stage? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, so cut to later in the night. Now it's the homie that I've been talking about, this, the second bomb since your bomb. Yeah. That kind of like puts your bomb in the dust. Yeah, okay, okay. He's up and he's starting to tank. And <laughs> I have footage. Like I filmed Kenny that night. And he got in my camera. He starts waving a towel around. He's like, oh, I'm feeling the towel tonight. And yo, he did something he didn't even do last time. Cause the first time he did the towel shit, he just threw it on the stage. 
after a homie was like just tanking for a minute. Yeah. This time, he let the guy like flounder for a bit and see if he could catch his catch himself, and then he went and sat in the front row. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and oh then my god. He starts he doesn't say anything, but he starts just waving the <laughs> towel in the sky. Like you're out of And the room game. is exploding. Nobody know no. Nobody knows what the fuck Kenny's really doing. But <laughs> but I do and the comics do. Like he's got a white towel in his hand and he's waving it like, yo, you better you know what I mean? And so eventually the comic that also didn't know that it was Kenny. Yeah. So he's just seen this guy in the front row waving this towel. <laughs> so he's like, yo, fuck off, man. And he told Kenny to fuck off. <laughs> and and Kenny, but obviously Kenny like took it in context and he he knew. So that he never he threw the towel. No, Kenny threw the towel. He gave it another like minute and uh, then he just threw the towel. Does and, the room explode and, when that yeah. towel gets thrown? That's the funniest thing that I could possibly imagine. If someone is bombing and a white towel just hits the stage, yo, the impact wasn't as heavy as the first time he threw a towel because I actually, like, the majority of the crowd was confused as to what was going on. So but the first time he threw a towel, it was, it was more was, epic. Like it was epic. Did the room erupt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I would expect. Yeah. That's what I want to be there for. So it's like, that would be the funniest thing possible. Because there was like that confusion of him not recognizing it was Kenny and then the crowd not really realizing what was going on. And then uh, he threw the towel. Oh, they pulled. Yeah. It was okay. Like, it was weird. It was Yeah, it was weird. like, yeah. yeah. But it was <laughs> still hella embarrassing. And there was a bunch of people. Fil- oh, fuck, I filmed it, nigga. It's like, <laughs> I got that. That shows. I got your the- bomb. Yeah, I have I, my yo, bomb I'm too. gonna send that to you. I have, I have my like, bomb. I have I my bomb. I know you. Like, but yeah. like, I feel like, I, and you know, I've literally been planning this, like, because the next time you kill a newbie, it's like that. It's the little shit that I like to do is to remind people like where they're coming from. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I love progress, bro. Yeah, like uh, progress is the name. You of have the to game. celebrate that. Yeah, I actually saved that. I saved that in my computer and I named it like Nubian Bomb and the date. Have like, you watched I, it since? I have watched it. Like, I, not that first month, but afterwards, I was like, all right, let's see where I went wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's, what do you feel? What do you feel? I, I just slowed down, man. I just, I, I kept, my pacing was good, and then I got two in my head, and I just got two in my head, and I slowed down, and I slowed down. And I was having, like, an out-of-body experience. I was, like, watching myself perform. Yeah. And then one boo came, like, boo! And then I didn't step <laughs> forward and nip it in the butt, so you to speak. You wish that boo I sounded like that. Back. It was not no, that. No, no, It was like, boo! It was like, boo! Or, like, yo, boo! Boo! <laughs> Yo, what? Boo. Like, it's just like <laughs> the more. So, and then I stepped Shit. back and physically showed kind of like a sign of defeat. That's what Engelbrecht told me later. And then the boos came like, yeah. boo, 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 yeah, boo. You can't, and let, then it's yeah, like, you can't let the crowd know. What a lot of people don't know is that a boo from a sold out room comes at you like a heat wave. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not just sound, you know? It's a wave of heat. Of, and denial, an energy of denial. That's your body temperature changing. Yeah, L, you're <laughs> probably a, right. It's right. Not, it's Jesus, not, yeah. Yeah, you you sweat no, now. No, a lot. Of, <sighs> boo! That's a lot of heat coming up. You know, it's hate. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> no, I got past that, bro. I don't need to try to break open that wound, man. Yo, so what are you saying, bro? We're gonna do this. Uh, uh, should we talk about the project, or should we keep it off of this, huh? I'm. I'm down to talk about it. Like it, it doesn't. 
Nah, you know, you want to like make it an official official yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Properly. yeah. We got big just things coming got, on the yeah, side. Just know yeah. that we're like plotting stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? As everybody should be doing. Yeah, exactly. Let's everybody just should have a game plan. You know, African I mean? comedians go abroad. You know what I actually appreciate about you is that um, shit, is that uh, <laughs> you were early in your comedy career. I know you came here already, like with some stage time. Yeah. But, like, you already had, like, a game plan and had more drive than a lot of people at the beginning of this shit. And you're, like, already, for what? You've been doing this, what, two years, three years? I'm here? I'm, like, three and a half years into comedy. Like, yeah. oh, no, in Toronto, I haven't even been here, like, two years yet. So just in total, three years, but here, Three and a half years, yeah. See, so you're already, like, I'm man, very early like, in it. Yeah, 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 I never say, like, I'm, I'm like, so early in comedy. But, like, dude, I did so many things before this that when I did this, it would just, it clicked. It just made so much sense from immediately. Yeah. And I tried so many other things. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, this is the thing for sure. I tried college twice, and I gave it a fucking real shot, too. Yeah? I actually sat down and thought about the things that I really loved and were interested in. I did that after I got my degree and after I got a job. I had that honest thought. After all those things. If I was I had, really honest with myself thought. though, like I would have realized that comedy was a shit. I'm not I don't want to be like that person who's like, I've always known known I wanted to be a comedian. Exactly, da, da, da. Yeah. But like, yo, there's literally nothing that has been more constant in my life than humor and comedy. Like the first things I remember watching is comedy specials, Charlie Chaplin. Three Stooges, like You're that's a big what I Simpsons grew up. guy, man. Yeah, I grew like, up on Simpsons. Yeah, man. And it was like it's literally it's laugh or cry, and I yo, just laugh. Who is your favorite? Yo, most is like is my guy, man. Favorite Simpsons character? Most is like is uh, my it's guy. It's a split because it's the same voice actor, but it's Troy McClure and uh, Lionel Hutz. Uh, what's the name of the guy who voices that? I all I remember Phil is Hartman. Hank, yeah, R.I.P. All I remember is Hank Azaria. Huge influence of mine, like just huge influence. I fucking love Phil Hartman, man. Because you studied voice boy. acting. It's from Brantford. Yeah, I went. To, I did the Second City course of voice acting. Also, if there's like anybody out there listening that can hire me, please. I love voice acting. I love voice acting. I love voice acting. <laughs> Hi. Uh, what other voice? <laughs> what, what? Right before we started this thing, Zeus was fucking going off like Nat King Cole, like a '50s like oppressed <laughs> black singer singing to singing into the mic. That's what I do. La di di da. Call me Black Sinatra. <laughs> I'm singing for a twin bed later tonight. <laughs> Fly possibly... me to the moon, my nigga. Do do do. That's all you gotta do to be the black. Any white thing, you know what I mean? Just add nigga to the end. But white people don't do that. Too awkward. To... Dude, you know what I love about singing back in those days was that they could just talk to the audience. Sinatra used to hey, do that all the yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Fly this me guy. to hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, sweetheart. Hey, That's sweetheart. why Sinatra concerts were like three and a half hours. He sang maybe four songs. <laughs> just all they the did was talk. <laughs> Yo, Sammy Davis, too. Yeah, but you the know what it is? Got... Everybody was on cocaine. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like you don't need to like explain me. anything else. Hey, how are you? But it's literally like the Rat Pack, literally, which one? Four drunks. So, Dean Martin had the booze in his pocket. Sammy had the the nose candy everywhere he went, and Sinatra had the girls. Yo, yeah. did you hear Eddie Murphy talking about <laughs> Sammy? Yeah, he was just all that, that was, was so coke, fucking man. funny. He's like, dude, hey. was, I think it was just cocaine. Hey man, that's <laughs> so you know Lucifer is as powerful as Jesus. 
It's like, yo, but that, that, doesn't that sound like some Hollywood shit? Exactly. Like some sold my soul the, to the devil the type second, shit? The second Eddie Murphy said that, I believed everything Every conspiracy he said. that, yeah. No, I believed everything. About selling I was your like, soul? That's, that confirmed it. That's such a thing a crazy person would say in that moment. So Lucifer is as powerful as Jesus, man. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I, yo, you know what's funny? And I had the and thought. The hand thing, I'm like, the, every the hand thing, like conspiracy legit. theorist watching this right now feels validated as fuck. Because that is kind of like tangible proof. It's weird that Eddie just, I wonder if like Eddie even realized how. Why, why, why do you, why is coke being like a coke addict and like Illuminati related? Oh, not the, no, the, like the, um, signing your soul over to the devil. Oh, in that sense. I yeah. just feel like these just so gone with mental health that uh, they're just saying crazy shit, man. man. There's a lot of Hollywood stories tied to the devil and, the, suc and success. The best was, man, Charlie Murphy's. I still, to this day, there's still a lot of unaired True stuff Hollywood, on YouTube. Yeah. So many good ones. Only two of them made it to YouTube. There's one called I Want More or something like that, where he tells a story. Charlie the one Murphy. where the guy in the wheelchair... No, the one the, oh, where and the guy sitting comes in the Daryl Stingley. Yeah, bro. How he slapped the shit slapped out of Daryl. Slapped the shit out of the guy in a wheelchair, and he's sitting there having dinner with these, like, ladies. So Daryl Stingley was a Denver Broncos uh, <laughs> kick returner who got very famously paralyzed when he uh, got tackled uh, returning a game. I think it was literally just, like, a regular season game. And he was one of the very... The first, like, big, famous, like, crippling of a player on TV. Okay, yeah. And this guy got slapped? He was talking yeah, shit to Eddie so Murphy. Charlie, like, the Charlie story was that they Charlie were in a Murphy's restaurant. Yeah. And he was shit-talking Eddie. Because Charlie's theory was that he was, like, you know, he was, like, threatened by him. Or, like, he didn't think he was that hot shit. So he's paralyzed that guy just, in, like, talking That guy shit? walked in with a bunch of sexy ladies, so he thought he was a shit. He was already sitting there eating dinner, and then in walks Eddie Murphy, the biggest star on earth at the time. Yeah. Who still is, like, a huge-ass star. Yeah. But, like, at the time, they walk in, they're eating dinner. And so Daryl Stingley's girlfriends, his two girlfriends, yeah. start, like, talking about Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy movies, as you would do. Yeah. Yeah. So then... Daryl Stingley loudly, loudly starts saying, that, Edward, ain't funny. That's Fuck like that the biggest nigga. thing so he could try to get yeah. their attention. Like, he he was yelling at Eddie <laughs> uh, Murphy. You, need to watch you know what's amazing? Charlie Murphy a white dude? was such a good... No, it's a black guy. Uh, oh, no, Murphy, black guy, yeah. 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 Charlie Murphy was such guy. a good storyteller. Dude, the best. The two that made it on YouTube that aren't even fucking sketches are as entertaining to just watch him tell the story, and you get the full visual of it. 100%. And he talks about how he just walks up to that table and slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> Basically makes him cry. Cry and apologize. <laughs> and just sitting there not eating. And he's like, yo, he heard the lady, he overheard the his girlfriend's being like, baby, you're not eating anymore. Why are you not hungry? I'm like, ah! <laughs> Oh, my God. That's done. Cold you're done. Unity. Oh, my God. The bro. other one he talks about, like, the... I used to literally just get my friends to watch the special features on the Chappelle Show disc because there's, like, people didn't realize. There's, like, a two hours worth of extra stuff on both of those seasons. Yeah, and, the, uh, the stand-up that he did. Yeah, there's extra stand-up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all on sketches. YouTube now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, amount of extra... the in between the commercial breaks, he would do stand-up. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. The yeah. Charlie Murphy stuff of his, other fights with Rick James and fights with other bodyguards and shit like that. Man, I would actually, now that I think about it, now, now that I've done like all that work with like uh, plus-time comedy and all that shit, I think The Chappelle Show would be the sickest format show to have, you know? 
You know, you just you make sketches, you present them to a live audience, and do stand up while they air commercials. Yeah, it's a lot of work. That's it's what a, they always said. Work, it was so much but work. Dave also had a family and like two, three kids at the time, so that was especially difficult for him. And That's he also what, only relied on one writer. He uh, notoriously Neil, yeah. hated any writers that got assigned to the show. It was just him and Neil. Pretty yeah, much did Neil, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yo, you have the vision, and you and your homie like know the vision. So it's hard to get third parties in on the vision. I and they, mean, they said the only way they could do it was to give it to Neil. And so Neil would have to give any outside ideas to Dave because he would just dismiss him and be like, nah, fuck that shit. So they would just pretend Neil was coming up with some ideas that like the 12 hired writers. Oh, okay. That's a good writer. To like yeah. buffer him. And, uh, not necessarily good, but they gave them at least some ideas that they could turn into something. I think Dave Chappelle probably generally is right that the writers were generally not going to give them good enough ideas were like relative to the things that they were coming up with. True. This guy lives some kind of rock star fucking comedy life now, huh? He's like to so many of us, he's like this. He's almost like the Jesus of our time, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I he's don't like look at anybody like Jesus. that. He's, like, going around, like, superstar, like, messiah level, almost. Like, people, like... Man, I don't put anybody on that pedestal like that, man. I don't mean it literally. I mean it figuratively. You know what I mean? I mean, even figuratively. I don't hold people to the standard like that. That's, uh, I learned I'm talking my, about I learned my how the masses revere someone. That's, that's like true. something you got to observe. you got to... That's, like... He's, like, culturally... He's got his own zeitgeist, like, floating around him. You know what I mean? Did you know Dave Chappelle has no website? And he does... Yeah. He, do, he has no social media. He doesn't have any of it. He just calls the venue and tells them he wants to do those dates. And as soon as they put them on their websites, they sell out. That's a different level. He's past media. He's past promotion. His name is like the ultimate. Like that's craziness, man, to think he achieved that by walking away from money. It, you know what I mean? That's yeah, kind of like what blew him up, right? People, you know, people value inte- like integrity, man. And you know what? I really do believe... I mean, you look at the people that are always highly revered. I mean, in entertainment, whatever the fuck the, this game really is. But, like, you you look at the people that have, like, that kind of star power. All of them fall under the same umbrella, man. They they kind of all stay away from doing interviews. You're right. They you're don't right. have the social. Exactly. They, 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 they keep private, which keeps that mystery up. And then when they release something, it's banger. And they have a quality, like a standard. They never, all, they never release B material. Exactly. So, I mean, all of that mystique. I mean, I don't know how more people haven't caught on to that shit, honestly. But now the name of the game is less so mystique. Like, it used to be what Johnny Is it, Depp, though? Because, because you, look at what you just described. Look at the biggest in the game. And that, he literally. He's a different. He's like an anomaly, though. But, but like, that is not. But that. Like Kevin Hart, look at George like Clooney, man. That guy was so is still so huge. Exactly. What does he do? Do you ever see an interview with that guy? Never. never. And, yeah, you're completely right. But same that's thing like, with Jack Nicholson. Never did uh, interviews. That's and shit the like old that. generation of the highest level. I agree with you. I think Kevin Hart is sort of the opposite end yeah. of fame and power to Dave Chappelle, and, and Kevin Hart is more like The Rock. Yo, but do you so- think that? Okay, now who holds more respect? And not to take anything away from Kev. But, but who is more highly revered? Who who are you, who are you talking about? Kevin versus Chappelle? Yeah, Chappelle. Who is more highly respected? In in like who who would you think? Even though he has all the commercial shit, see people don't. Yo, I, I think longevity. Chappelle has this thing almost like he's he's more in like Chappelle almost falls more into like the uh, column with like 
Obama, Nelson Mandela. He's almost like a, a visionary. He's like past. He's transcended comedy. He's like now he, he he falls in with like all of the great black artists and like figures. But he would not have done that, I don't think, if he had a Twitter account and if he was on Instagram. One hundred percent. And he, he was, can't he can't make the that. kind of money Kevin can, but he's reached the level of like. His and who says his words have more bro. gravity he's than more, anything? Yeah, exactly, Kevin says. exactly. We don't he's know what kind of deals he's doing behind closed culture. doors. You don't hear about these people. You know what I'm saying? So obviously he's not making Kev money because Kevin's making Kev money, and that's pretty much the only guy. Kevin is the only yeah, comedian Kev who is money, a yeah. mogul. He has a shoe uh, line, Seinfeld. a perfume. Oh no no no! Seinfeld does not have like oh, a clothing you mean, oh, line. Okay, no, okay, His yeah, own you're right. You're right. Like, that's that's you're right. Seinfeld is of course rich, but I. Kevin Hart deserves all the credit in the world. Absolutely. No comedian Absolutely. ever has 100%. become a mogul. No, 100%. except for him. Yes. He literally has um, people literally say, I'm not going to get a pair of Jordans. I'm going to get a pair of the Kevin Hart's. Like, that. He has things that like only. I didn't know that. I no, didn't know. I didn't market, know one's a basketball, one's a basketball and, shoe. And rappers only kind of ha- had like this ability to cross over into doing other things. But he. Like, I didn't know his sneakers were that coveted. They're huge. He I've never a, heard of anyone. I don't think so. I, no, I don't they're not. His line of uh, athletic. Maybe like for runners and shit. But exactly. Like, that's trust what, me. Niggas are not in the oh, streets no, being it, like, I need the hustle hard. Do you that's actually know? a fair point. It's a different market. <laughs> do you even know what a Kevin Hart shoe looks like? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Seen the, yeah. They're you know? like New Balance shoes, but kind of more stylish. Ah, okay. They're less corny. Looking. I really do look at it. Yeah, that's, that's the takeaway I take from him is that is that ethic, that work ethic. Yeah. Yeah, did that, you listen to Monrogan? Uh, I did, but I don't. It was a like, fucking terrific podcast, bro. He, the the one thing he took from to take from it pretty much, he says, uh, positivity is not cool. It's not cool to be like everyone asks, why do you got to do this? Why you got to also have that? He goes, why not? Why like why not? Like switch your mentality up. Like the people have such a default negative mentality, and it's like because it's like positivity is not cool. It's like. It's cool to come in from like the complaining angle kind of thing, like ah, uh, Mondays kind yeah, of thing. Man. You know what I mean? I mean you're looking, you're it's cool to be like at... Mondays than to be like every day is a a, a gift from the universe, right? <laughs> you you're gonna get more engagement if you go oh Mondays. You, you know don't want to be the kid thanking Yo, but the that's teacher for a lie. That's actually a lie, bro. That's a, that's very much a lie. You don't I think agree it's, with that? it's easier to go, no like it's easier to go the negative route, and that's why the majority of people do it. It's a lot harder to align yourself with positivity, man. People still people still don't believe like my my bro, I really here at sitting at 30 years old, bro, I can genuinely say I have internal happiness and that has come through years of deep dives and internal work and like taking complete focus away from the external and focusing it completely internally. And having my like mental right, having my now like it all stemmed from a car accident, but it was like the perspective shift that I needed at an age that I don't think I would have got that shift yet because that kind of shift only comes from life experience or a major fucking shakeup in your life. How old were you? Twenty two, and I consider twenty two my rebirth. And then it all came full circle when I was 27, and now I'm 30, and I feel like I have fucking powers. Because I'm literally just, like, I, it, everything stems from your happiness, bro. Like, nobody else 100%, should have man. the power to affect that. 100%, but man. 
Yo. Like you know, you know what my major lesson was was gossip. Like I, I remember, I ju- I just remember sitting in a room, and th- at this point, I had started comedy already. But the car accident, it was what is what forced me to start comedy. It's like it, it really made me sit down and be like, "Yo, this has been the constant thing. Why haven't I ever considered that I could do?" Which is funny because now I feel I like everybody's exact... like, "I can do this." No, I had like, that exact. It took me twenty-two yes, years yes. for me to finally be like, "No." Was it right after the car accident. Yeah, pretty much. I started, so I was bedridden for like a month, and what? So explain I did, the car accident. What happened? Well, I'm not going to go into it. It's too much for the car. But I was just in a car accident, and it, it was like not life-threatening, but it was enough of a shakeup, and I like went unconscious and stuff. And then I was just off work for six months, and so the first month I was bedridden, and so I was just like watching everything go reruns of everything watching everything i loved and then and then i was going through seinfeld again Fuck. and at that point i'm like why haven't i watched curb looked up curb looked up what it was then watched it then bought every box set i immediately i was like i bought the book curb I enthusiasm was book. like and i realized yeah there's a book on like the making of the show it has a bunch of like the loose scripts and all that stuff and i realized that it wasn't Jerry Seinfeld at all that I was like, uh, he had, n- bro, you could have removed that nigga Larry from David, the show yeah. completely. Yeah, exactly. I would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. Larry David, George yeah. Costanza as Larry David, Jason the character Alexander, Kramer, yeah. all the, all yeah. the, like, the best, bro, it, I realized it was Larry because, like, all the parts that I love from Seinfeld the most were, like. That's all of is Curb. All Curb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even the, re- yo, the level of genius in this guy to do a reunion of Seinfeld in Curb as a whole season, like what season was that? Season seven. Oh, was it great? I Bro, it's fuck. Like, so instead of giving people like the fans of Seinfeld a half hour reunion and then maybe a half hour like sit down conversation, he was smart enough to be like, "Yo, why don't I get everybody back in, work it into Curb, and so the whole season is them writing and creating the reunion episode of Seinfeld. So you actually get a whole reunion season of Seinfeld." Within a season of Curb, so and then by ten, the end of it, you actually end up getting like 10, 15 minute like episode of Seinfeld that they shot. It's ten episodes that are all a half hour and have cursing. So it's it's Way Seinfeld has only ever been twenty two minutes with no cursing as well. So it's it can never compete. Jeez, that's no, that, that's yeah. not true, man. Cursing doesn't make something better. <laughs> no, the ability to talk minutes. like normal people talk does. Yeah, As definitely. Yeah. Yo, I just Constrictions watched... always make it worse. I just... No, bro. Constrictions yeah. force you to make it better. That's a fucking ass-backwards mentality. No, Constrictions I... don't make it worse. Constrictions literally have to force you to now be more creative. Like, that... It's not more creative. It's less authentic. That's the same sh- bullshit I've been hearing about radio forever. Is that like guys on regular radio are more clever than the guys on no, Sirius XM? Is this no? Like, yo, it comes down to the person. But if you think that putting a constraint on something automatically makes it worse than if you were to just give it the free reign, that's so wrong. Like I you, think generally it, it absolutely can, applies. So everything has to have swearing to be great. No. Everything has to be like, mature, like I don't understand. That's, a, that's the opposite. I sit, I'm saying the existence of the rule. Podcast without swearing, and it would still be dope. Yeah. If, if he had told me he was like, if yo, you, this is a podcast where we don't swear. No, that was, that no, was it would be worse. It'd I, definitely be worse. If he said, "Don't it. swear, otherwise we'd have to stop or end okay, it." Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's your prerogative thing, though. Like, so you do. Okay, 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 okay. This is fucking hilarious. I like this. I like yeah, this dynamic. Yeah, 100%. Go on. 
Like, this is passion, nigga. I, I, I yeah, like this. I'm fucking happy there's a glass in between you two right now. The Yo, camera's not picking it up. think that things are getting aggressive, eh? Like, yeah, I'm, bro, I'm very okay with this guy right here. No, exactly. I don't mind at all. I'm saying, I think years, uh, interpreting, like, I mean someone forcing you to stop doing something or to not to live forcing you to limit your options not you voluntarily doing making a, a, a decision kind of thing i think if there's an outside body that said okay here's the constraints under which you have to operate that does not help i think if so, someone I think yeah, if it I inhibits so. your creative like if it, if it actually puts limitations on the project, yeah, yeah, to the point that it changes the project, yeah. Then I would completely back out. That's what I mean. That's what it's I mean. I'm talking about someone who is like, so if you two are doing something, and then an outside force says, it's like, no, 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 it actually needs to be more like, I'll be like, no, no, no. Now you're fucking with the vision totally. So if I were to say, yeah. a boss, you can't do a podcast here if you're gonna curse on it, it would make it worse. Uh, me enforcing this arbitrary yeah, exactly. rule oh, on see, a boss the, would fuck it up. Dude, it's, He needs to make his own rules. Exactly. If I had to, if, like, the reason why shows with HBO are so great is because it's one of those networks that lets the productions fucking do their own thing. That's why it's... My nigga, you're going to sit here and tell me that Fresh Prince is a bad show because they couldn't swear? Go fuck yourselves. No, I'm not saying across That's an the iconic board show. it's going to be bad. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if I had... But this is what I'm saying. If they told me... I'm not saying... Yo, I'm not making the argument. If they told me make your best show, tell us the restrictions to give you or what restrictions can we give you to make it ideal. I think ideal, the best thing I can make is I have 100% freedom. A hundred percent freedom. That's gonna be the best thing. But that's I can, because you haven't like you haven't I'm gonna been put have into to work. constraints. You have like have you? But there's no need to be put into constraints if you make your own content. I'm not saying like give me constraints, but I'm saying I like the challenge. I'm actually more interested in the challenge of somebody being like, "Yo, we can't really do this thing." So to challenge myself and be like, "Yo, can I still be authentically myself within these?" Within this this border. But this goes back to what I was saying earlier too. The age of the internet. There's no need for any compromise anymore. You can just say exactly the freedom of what you want to say and do it long enough, and people that think like that are going to start watching it. Well, exactly, and but then you're only limited to people that think like you. But that's the long road of like doing it 100% true to you. And that's like that's how everybody can but take advantage like of doing it. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to reach people in like open perspective and like learn new shit. If I'm, like, if I'm building my audience of only niggas that... Like or only like, bro, like, I don't know. Uh, like, the, where's the expansion in I that? I think eventually if you make uh, whatever your point church. of view is, as long as you keep making it better, eventually people will, you'll, you'll, you'll generate a fan base. You'll generate people who fuck with your shit. If you keep getting better and you are passionate about the direction you're going, yeah. it ha it's inevitable, man. It can't not happen. Like, how could it not happen? Or you could bend to someone else's rules for uh, like a very current for a example. Huge platform. SNL. Perfect modern example. Would you basically be able to a do puppet. what Shane Gillis couldn't do, which is basically completely conform to their the rules of their arena, which would then offer you a Put massive, you in, the eyes in front of hundreds audience. of thousands. Yeah. However, not comedy fans. The people who watch SNL are not comedy fans. They're people who watch TV in the middle of the night on a Saturday. Comedy fans listen to this podcast, 
go to your gigs, listen to the other podcasts, that kind of stuff. I think these. But then you are... also have big comedians going in and doing it. For sure, but not Chappelle uh, did it. Uh, yeah, as like a guest, but Chappelle has his own thing, and they. You mean they actually a cast member? Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You yeah, know what, yeah, Shane Gillis? Because yeah. Shane yeah. Gillis literally just got fired today, two days after being hired, because he has like uh, old cursing stuff and race stuff and like edgy comedy because he's like a a good. So why did he get hired in the first place? Because they're lazy. So they they didn't either it. didn't vet him or <laughs> were just willing to. Two days is not. Aren't they embarrassed by that? He should they they should friends and family. <laughs> give the give the guy a week, a month. It was literally two days. Pub, that's a, public. Forty eight hours later, fired. It, the forty eight hours after to, it went public. Due to surfacing of tech uh, of tweets from two thousand and seven. No podcast where he was like say basically like saying something racist, but obviously as like. In the context of this is what a racist person would say. It was about Chinese people all living in Chinatown. And he used the... <laughs> it didn't help that he went like this. Da, 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 da. No, no, worse. He, he, he used, you know, he, the like, racial... That's what sank him. He used a racial epithet. But yeah. he's being funny. It's like he's said racial epithets a million times before. So have, like, most great comedians, regardless of their race. There was, like, no... What did he say? Like, gook? Uh... He's doing uh, again, like I don't want to. Do it. <laughs> okay, I'll get see, how, like, let, see how comfortable you are as a black guy just going right into it, and he's like, he's. Yeah, I'm not over saying. There. Look, uh, look uh, it's uh, just I'm, I'm less worried about look, you two. It's and the we'll sound remember. again. It's a word. It's just the sound. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean. Let all the ch live in. Bro, I listen to Tiger Belly all the time, and fucking Bobby Lee drops that shit left and right. But exactly. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Is so. Yeah. Um, where so perfect but I'm example. I'm not saying that's actually, obviously a reason to say it. So you be motherfuckers more motherfuckers listening to this shit. Don't you might run into a kung fu motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you but you could about? be more like Bobby. <laughs> that's Lee. racist too. <laughs> Bobby Lee does more what he wants to do, but he could only get on Mad TV, which was a much smaller audience. Probably had more freedom. You no, no, no. He could. They had barely. Yo, any, have you heard you, the stories in that place? Bobby Lee, they like he had trouble getting. Any good roles, like, having helping them. At the end, he got power when he was like. Mad Who was the Asian in. star that was gonna be there? Was it Jackie Chan? No, I don't know what. Damn! Oh, there was one. Um, so they had a a guest host, and it was an Asian, and he's like, "Yo, I have to be in. Like, this is like my hero. I think I was it Jackie Chan. It was like a big Asian star on Mad TV. On Mad TV, and then they didn't give him a sketch. They didn't put him in anything, <laughs> even as a background. And he got so pissed. He told the story on on a radio show or something. I forget, but um, he took a shit in the producer's office. Oh, Bobby! Oh, Lee? that's Bobby Lee. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's Bobby Lee. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that backstory, but the shit in the producer's office was. And Bobby that was that. that yeah, yeah, that was. I've heard that story. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Lee is one of the motherfuckers that, like, in your life, is the reason they start doing like. Uh, harassment seminars that's when they start instituting things like that it's people like him that induce those things you know yeah, you ever met people like that like do you see their balls like they take their balls out too much shit like that <laughs> too you know much. What I mean? once is too much bro. exactly that's away. what i'm like, saying like <laughs> they do that shit in places like how are you still operating that's jesus so funny. How, like how have you made it this far that's white people in asian stuff yeah i yeah it was a white dude for sure but it's crazy. Some people just get by like that. It's like, well, how? How is that even possible? Yo, are you still high? You still affected? Man, by if you could, uh, if we could light one in here right now, God, I want to get like. Oh no, I'm not even asking for that. Studio. I'm genuinely curious. Like, are you still high? I'm not. Uh, uh, like, where's your tolerance at? Uh, I'm not. I'm actually done. 
down relative to where I was when we first started. I'm like back to ninety percent. Nice. <laughs> we can't afford anymore. <laughs> this guy's got all the DJs out there. <laughs> I'm back. Oh shit. Wow, this guy. Hey, can we play music this whole time? Do we get pulled? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, yeah. bro. I thought we, we'd get nice. pulled for that shit. Nice. If you're not talking over it, you will. So if you play basically, uh, uh, it's something like anywhere from between like six and 12 straight seconds of a song with nothing talking oh, okay. over it. Okay, can you play the beginning of Still Dre then? So that's how these videos stay Dude, up on YouTube? That's we been just an keep option talking this over whole it? time. Yeah, yeah, we can't stop talking. Yo, that's yo, so fine. Yo, I'm up for the can challenge. Can you drop a bar? See, He's put like, those constraints gonna, on me. I'm that, see, now we're being more creative. Yo, we're blessed right now. He's going to drop Still Dre. Drop a quick bar. We, that's so funny, bro. We're getting sued for sure. I no, mean, you're getting sued. This is my podcast. I'm black suits. I have nothing to no. do with the immigrant section. Uh, I'm just a guest. Tune into the immigrant section. <laughs> yo, drop that beat. Yo, yo. Yo, we just got to keep talking, right? Yo, like, put my headphones up. Yo, this is like, what, a review of this song? This is a definitely uh, a fucking... Actually, I remember this. Oh, shit. Oh, here comes the beat. Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. Shit, we can't stop talking. We got to do like a reaction yo, video or some uh, shit? Uh, I just yo, gotta look you want to drop a bar? You want to drop a bar? Go, I, I got go. no bar. Uh, what do you mean? There's, they're rapping. Yo, in the immigrant section, got a backshin. Oh, okay, okay, cut it, cut it. Cut it. This is in the immigrant idea. section, got a backshin. Okay. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Those are the sharp, <laughs> sharp rhyming skills of Sudan. Put the good use Nigga, of it. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Nigga. Yo, yo, did you hear Aaron McGruder or whatever is that? He's, he picked up yeah, uh, the new season of Boondocks. New season of Boondocks. Are you excited for that? I, I, I haven't. I didn't hear that it was confirmed that he was a part of it. Oh, I. Okay, maybe uh was hearsay. I, just, I never read it. So Someone told me that, that a new season of Boondocks is, is confirmed. And I think John Witherspoon said something. Man, season two, season one and two of uh, season up to three, man. Even season three was, but man, that two, show was prophetic. Two, two was in like they're just like in the zone. Perfect. I have these conversations like almost once a week, bro. Of how how much that show predicted. It was almost like The Simpsons, but way less time span. They even did that whole chicken being out thing and people going crazy. Yeah. And like just with Popeye's chicken sandwich recently, people are getting like held up and like crime is man, the sandwich is supposed to be crazy, bro. I'm actually thinking about maybe lining up a buffalo trip for like, you know, do some yeah. mics or something. I'm pretty there. sure Gangstalicious is young thug. <laughs> Yeah? No, uh, no, no, no. He was too young. He no, 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 no. I mean, like, turned oh, in the, real life. the prophecy. Yeah, the oh, prophecy turned out to be young. 100%. Yeah, you're He's so right. He's wearing the dresses. Yeah, He's yeah. got the handbags. You're He's so got all right. That yeah. Yo, gangsta licious. My mind's so vicious. Uh. <laughs> Yo, that's most deaf. I love oh, most, bro. Most Top five for me, man. Yo. I love most. I love Yassin, Yassin uh, Bey. Yassin Bey. He's respect. supposed to be retiring soon, huh? Man, he's been Have you ever seen him live? No, that's, like, one thing I really want to do, but... I mean, he's winding down. He said he's been retiring for years, though. And apparently he's only got, like, a couple albums left. But they were supposed to come out years ago. What do you mean a couple albums He left? said he's going to be done after two albums, I think. And, like, they were supposed to already be out. I think they're done. What's how many albums do you have in his discography at this like, point? Maybe around seven, eight. Jesus, man. Most stuff is a prolific motherfucker. Bro, they, love... Is there a hip-hop hall of fame? I mean, in my heart. The rock oh, and roll shit. hall of fame, basically. Yeah, true. I mean, yo, they induct people into the rock and roll. Yeah, they were induct. Ice Cube's in it. Yeah. NWA is in it. Tupac is in it. Yeah. 
Uh, is Biggie Cypress in it? Hills in it? Uh, I don't Snoop? think so. I think Snoop. he's been nominated, but maybe just he'll be in it eventually. He, of course, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, Dre. Yeah. Dre, like you smoking look, in that? Yeah, oh, no, right? I that was a weed cough. <laughs> that's just the voice I've been that's my favorite voice uh, my favorite sound effect from the Simpsons was just general hitting sound you know what you know what oddly is mine is what? the footsteps uh, they Re- use those can you recreate it so right now? like anytime that someone oh, runs out of a room and books it in their car and flies oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yo the footsteps yo, are always like yo, bro, like just yeah. trigger something in my brain man yeah when he's done in there I'm going next <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah always some crazy a homer like the one that like sticks out of my brain the most is um uh homer having to go to the aa meeting he's like hello my name is homer and i have a drinking problem They're like hello homer with our help you'll never touch another beer again <laughs> <laughs> and smashes through the window yeah and just man that just little shit like that bro there's a really great video on youtube about um the day, like the death of the Simpsons. Yeah, I watched. Oh, yeah. I watched it, and they said that it started happening in season eight, and I don't agree. No, with it. I, yo, I, I think, think it like got... it good. It was good right up to like twelve. Well, man. no, the between five that was... and fifteen, I I thought that was sort of like the golden era, and it's sort of like peaks in the middle and it levels off on either oh, side. I like, think 14 it's is like the three. last of the great, like yes. the last of the Mohicans. It's yes. like three, four, the... five, six, seven, eight, or like four, five, six, seven, eight. Those seasons of The Simpsons are just like, nah, you know They what hold I mean? up. It's weird rewatching them. They're little- just so rich in jokes. It's constant. Everything is a joke. Like, everything. That's what that's no similar to Family Guy. Down. Like, 10-second joke, 10-second joke, 10-second. Yeah. Like, it's really, like, high concentration. It's like, it's that's so what that great video to broke just- down. It's like, it took uh, one of the scenes, and it's like, there's literally, like, in, like, a one-minute clip that he cut out, there's, like, 15 layer jokes and like Versus one now. it's like a domino effect one layer and i'm like the writing now that's that family guy style like family guy style of just like quick it's a throwaway really random man, no context killed animation for yeah. me man i fucking love animation so much uh, that's when i started watching I, I started actually like giving an anime legitimacy but i don't watch anime i just uh Yo, i like some things what? that are anime Why'd you back out of anime like that? Anime is Because sick, I don't man. actually like anime as a whole. Yeah. Well, but my you... favorite animated project. Yo, know, one of the things I went to college for was animation. That's Ooh. how much I love animation. Ooh, uh, what do you have against like uh what it's is just there fun. Any I anime just, series I'm just that not you like? in, I just yeah, my favorite animated thing ever yeah. is Cowboy Bebop. Okay, that's like just like renowned. That's like great. Yeah. One of those like I mean to me animation doesn't get better than that. Everything from the visual to the sound to just the story. Everything what about was well, there's on another point. one? Uh... And that's the style of anime that I g- lean towards. Like there is like I like um, Studio Ghibli stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like Princess okay, Mononoke. Okay. That movie Spirited gangster. Away. Yeah. That's my favorite movie, bro. Spirited Away. Castle Have of the Sky. Have you watched Princess Mononoke? Yeah, Princess Mononoke's the shit. Yeah, bro. That was so on, heavy. On the movie network when I was like 10 or 11 years old and you see like it's very b- bizarre because you go from like cartoons, which are like fucking robots bashing each other, and in this year it was like samurai swords cutting people's yeah. arms off. Yeah, and it's like you see it. So it was very like bizarre kind and of. And the spraying of blood, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Studio Ghibli, they, their animation 
is so unbelievable. Like when you just watch, they're always when you download their when you torrent <laughs> their fucking videos, they're always the highest amount of gigabytes. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. You're like Jesus, this is detailed. All hand fuck. drawn, bro. Yeah, everything, everything. Spirited Away, man. Have you seen Spirited Away? It's like yeah, of course, dude. That's probably my, my neighbor. That Toro, and Spirited Cowboy Away. Bebop like transcend anime. I don't even think it's like this is why. Yeah, see, and that's this is why I pulled back from the. Oh, I don't actually really yeah. like anime because that's just because I like I like Akira. I like like the majors. Was, that's basically so I that like movie the, is supposed to be coming out and then like Ghost the in the live Shell, action, right? Ghost the, in the Shell, exactly. Ghost these in the types Shell of things. is one of those other ones that's like just renowned. Yeah. And it's more adult. Like, it's more adult themed. Like, yeah. I don't, like... They don't have any It's really, shit. it's really interesting to me, even, that I like the Ghibli stuff. That's because just really it still what, has but, some cutesy stuff I love stuff fucking in. animation, man. Like, I love the process of it, bro. I just love animation. And that's why I really love voice acting. Like, because it, it, it ties so heavily into it, bro. Well, how, just like, you can create your... You can create literally anything. Talk about Limitless. That's, you know what, what, I mean? that's what I'm thinking of, of, like, how... Fewer limits there are on South Park versus any show that's trying to be like South Park could literally have childs be children be sexually assaulted on the show and it's hysterically funny. And if you had live <laughs> action, this is a white perspective. I, as a black person, I'm just I, I'm removing myself from that statement. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> but that's I mean, like you're so right. They're medium. They can get yeah. away with anything, and I, they set. Yeah, the but tone. they're also. Fucking geniuses! Like oh, their yeah. level of writing is so sharp. That Matt and Trey, and then Bill Hader working on some of like the later seasons yeah. of like Seven Days to South Park. That documentary, like if you Six haven't, Six Days there, yeah, yeah. It, oh it, yeah, I've seen that. It, well, how they it, write it quick. If you're interested in animation and voice acting, I thought that was I watched like, that literally. I watched that two weeks ago. I watch it Man, probably once Trey, a year. It's amazing. Matt and Trey are my f like I think the most legendary writing duo. In my opinion, oh, I agree. They're the absolutely. two duo. There's no absolutely, tandem. Yeah. I think They're that are so sharper. fucking funny, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still remember that early like uh, South Park uh, intro scene where in like they're in the fake cottage at the fire. Yeah. Even <laughs> with like the dogs and they just like brush on the dog and looking up at the camera. Yeah. They just are. They just are so in tune with funny. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just touch such two funny motherfuckers. You know what's funny is I definitely like thinking about it. I definitely draw more influence from for my comedy from everything else but comedy from other like like life yeah it, like yo just like i went to the art gallery i went to the ago the other day and i literally go to the art be gallery, surrounded yeah, by art ontario like yo that Toronto shit charges me up for comedy as weird as that is i don't yo i really I'm just, I think an artist's brain, all artists are in tune with all artists. Regardless of what your output is, we all have our our output, but I think our brains are tuned the same way. And I've definitely noticed, I'm like, yo, how is, how is me looking at this piece of art? And I'm catching it in my mind, but I don't know how it's working. How is this translating into like me getting ideas for jokes? Or like, why is me reading this book? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you j it's just intake. And that's what I come to realize is just, like, you're living life and experiencing shit. And that's really all you need. It's like, once you're in tune with yourself and, like, what your output is, it's like, fuck, bro. That, like, I swear to God, I feel like I have magical powers, man. Like, to me, like, that, that whole Nipsey Hustle shit, man, RIP to really, fuck, that shit, like, I can, man, that made me sad. But that marathon mentality, 
I know I'm locked into comedy for life. So, but like, yo, again, the two words that I run on in life are love and progression. And the love I have for myself and life feeds into progressing in anything that I do. You know what I mean? And it's been really fascinating to just... That's like, is that like a very, is that like a, that seems like a, uh, like a Rastafarian, like, is that like, from no, the very just... little I know about Rasta style thinking, is that like love? I don't know if it's maybe the sure, way that I your mean, hair is looking be. right now is looking dready as fuck from this I mean, angle. they are dreadlocks. Are they dreadlocks? What the fuck did you think I had? Oh, That's interesting. yeah. You niggas with no hair don't know what you're looking at. Yeah, bro. Hey, hey, like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Receding and oh, thinning. All right. Yo, you, yo, you gotta it's get balding. That. You gotta. You know you what gotta, I respect? You gotta though, respect my niggas. The you don't got no. You, you don't got the, the. You don't put Beijing in your hair. You don't put that fucking. What the fuck is Beijing? What's that? A Beijing. What does it do? Oh, it's just for men. It's just like the color. I don't think it thickens it, but Beijing is like literally where you paint on a hairline and shit. Is it affordable? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Can I see pictures of it? This guy's trying to get black Dude, I didn't know about that. No, man. So I, no, no, I have, luckily, I have a Yo, what do you think my hair looks like so fast? Dude, I just thought it was like uh, braids. Just like braids. Just like uh, Rick James-style beadless braids, you know? Interesting. Yeah. So, how does that work? Does it, like, weave on, or does it, like... Does it grow like a... We like, can't be having this conversation in front of white people, man. Yeah? <laughs> I've actually always wanted this shit, bro. Notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm to take this back Patrick, to the Patrick, Patrick. This guy shows up for the next episode with dreadlocks. Shut your ears for this, please. Patrick. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's there's multiple processes. You can palm roll. You can interlock, which is essentially when you weave it into itself. Okay. And then, I What's mean, palm roll? Palm roll is literally just like you palms and you roll. Mm, okay. put, your, put your palms together and you roll your hair but you, your hair has to be very like coarse and like able to hold like that my hair is very so is that what how white people curly. get dreadlocks how do white people get dreadlocks oh they don't they just think they do no, but i've seen white people with, like dreadlocks you know what i mean every once in a while dirty. yeah you're right no every dirt? once in a while but they yeah it's literally i would imagine so but <laughs> I, don't yo, imagine I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't wash my hair for the first three months yeah? Yeah. But I I was like, I could clean my head, but it was a process. Yeah. I'd have to take like a wet fucking cloth and like literally go to my scalp and just make sure I get all the dirt off. It was very interesting. Fuck. But that that actually helps it like lock. And my hair is very soft and curly, so it took time. Time and time again. But now it's like I got I got these little and this is exactly what I saw when I before I even grew it. It was four years of me just like waiting until I felt the time was right. I've wanted dreads for years before I got them. Yeah. And I always knew that I would get them, but I just told myself I would wait until I it felt like the time was right. And the time, literally, it was just like, now's the time. I went to get my hair cut, and then my barber wasn't there that day. And that's how I decided. I'm like, okay, I guess this is a sign. I'm just going to keep growing it out. And then I did, and then I just dreaded it. Fuck, what if your barber was there that day? I wouldn't have dreaded that day. Shit. And who knows it? Like who knows? Maybe I still wouldn't have them now. I'm thinking about how long I want them. Like this is pretty much the length that I, I'm really happy with. I don't want them like down to my knees and shit. Sometimes I have dreams about having like luxurious hair, like luxurious white people hair. Like they wouldn't even like make. It's not even like compatible. It wouldn't even make sense. What was That's... that early episode of The Simpsons where he, 
Remember, um, Minoxidil? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets the yeah. health plan from the plant. And then he gets the assistant and he gets promoted. That's it. Yeah, he gets That's promoted and all that shit. Dude, you know what episode I went to sleep watching? Not even Simpsons, uh, Seinfeld. It was the uh, the, the abstinence. The one That's where George's episode. girl can't. I'm out. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, not no, not the uh... masturbation one. The one George's girl, she can't fuck him. Because she has mono for six weeks, oh. so he can't have sex. So he just gets so smart. Yeah, he becomes a genius. <laughs> yeah, and he just starts saying, it's the, the funniest writing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, he's got the glasses. Yeah, yeah. And at one yeah, point, he's at the restaurant, and he goes, he's reading a book. He's like, of course, absolute zero. <laughs> 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 That's such a fucking... <laughs> he fucks lit. with, like, the launch angle of one of the Yankees yeah, who do you think guys. Wrote that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you say? Who, who do you think? Yo, who do you think? Do you think it was 50-50? Dude, do Seinfeld's think? so awkward. Such an awkward actor. It seems like such an awkward set. Just in like, that writing room. Like, do you think it was 50-50 on the ideas, or do you think... No, no it's probably... No, 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 not 90 Damn, that's a crazy... It's probably What's like Seinfeld done Do you think LD had the majority, though, of the good ideas? I would imagine yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What has Seinfeld done since then? Like, I'm not a fan of his stand-up. Same. I, same, man. What else has I'm he so done? Not that's a good point. B-movie? He yeah, didn't write that shit. Exactly. And co- Comedians with Cars is kind of like... Oh, well, he's definitely dude, not writing that shit. Dude. He literally gets to drive around in his own fucking dude, rented car. I'm about to preface. Wait, I just want to put this out there because when I say, like, I'm not, like, even talking about going back to Kevin Hart and all that shit, even when I say I'm not, like, a fan... Man, I'm, I'm very aware of the fact that, like, comedy is like music, man. Not not every style is for everybody. But I still respect like what someone oh, exactly. has done. I don't like diminish anything that Seinfeld has done or Kev or anything like that. It's just it's not for me, like the the funny side of it. But um, yeah, I cut you off. I just wanted to. I've I uh, actually totally <laughs> forget what I was. Perfect. You well, are still. What high. are we talking about right now? Um. Fuck. Yeah, that's what happens. All three of us shouldn't have smoked weed. Before yeah, this, yo, so. well, that's Beautiful. perfect. We're just right on time. Yo, plug what you need to plug, my brother. This is your time. Uh, yo, I really need y'all to be following me on Instagram, aka Black Zeus, because I, I literally, man, I got a bunch of shit coming in, uh, in the pipeline, and I can't really talk about a lot of it yet, but I can confirm that Kenny Robinson has given me a headline, uh, spot for Nubian show, which will be in January in the new year. For those of you in Toronto, yeah, you that's want to uh, check that out. Nubian show, which you can check out last yuck, Sunday yuck. of every month at Yuck Yucks downtown. Ooh. I will be headlining again in January. And if you heard earlier, like, yo, it's a redemption. Like, it took me a year and a half from that first time I did Nubian to where he's like, you'll never see him again to get back on. And I knew, like, bro, don't fuck up. Like, you're lucky that you're getting a second shot. And from there, like, that was really the changing point in my career. And now I get to headline this bitch, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let this opportunity pass. I'm gonna ride that momentum. And oh. if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see exactly what the fuck I mean by that. I got a lot of shit coming. Hell's so, yes. So just please follow, and you will know. At AKA Black Zeus, I'm gonna be plugging all that on the YouTube and Instagram pages. Muchas gracias, señor. Uh, and as for me, if you are in Toronto, come check out the next Plus Time Comedy Show, October 3rd at Free Times Cafe. Uh, come out. It's always a new lineup. Uh, we've had, this is like our 14th show. It gets sold out. So try to get your tickets. I'll be posting it all under the get tickets in the Instagram bio. But anyways, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, five stars, maybe leave a comment. I don't know, but five stars. Come on and tell your friends about the immigrant section. Thanks so much. 
Peace. Peace.